Stay tuned for a chance to win a special prize. And don't forget to subscribe to Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. On this episode of Why Watch That. And this show is one of the best thrillers on TV. Ooh. It will keep you guessing. And the answers that you get make sense, but you won't always see it coming. For me, watching it, I don't care about what's going on until somebody kills Negan. I might do it myself. And the only thing is, <laughs> they casted Jeffrey Dean Morgan, whom we all love, yeah. which is very smart. So I do have a concern about cable. I'm not for sure what its future is, but as a consumer now, you have to be way more savvy to save a little in the pocket. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. We don't ever want to forget about TV here on Why Watch That. We've got some catching up to do. Well, actually, the critic has some catching up to do. Actually, (laughs) I have some catching up to do. There you go. I am not the one watching all of these shows. I'll dip in and out. But I certainly don't have the time, devotion, nor the fortitude that our critic does. And he's going to share some of the thoughts of the returning and new television shows that are out uh, recently. So we haven't talked about this in a while. Let's get started. Yeah. First, we're going to start with The Collection (laughs) on Amazon. And again, if you have Amazon Prime, you can check out all those episodes. It's its first season. Do tell. Okay, well, this is set in Paris, um, just after World War II. Whoa. And there is a fashion house, okay? Now, the fashion house is run by the Sabines. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard, Richard Coyle plays Paul Sabine, who's really the face, the, the guy who keeps it going day to day. Tom Riley plays Claude Sabine, who's the artistic force behind the scenes. The reason he's behind the scenes is because he's a homosexual man. Whoa. Remember the time period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Richard Coyle is married to Mamie Gummer's character, who's Helen Sabine, and Francis de la Tour plays the mother. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Now, we also have other people. So we see the goings-on uh, in a fashion house. Uh, and they have to constantly try to keep their customers happy and keep certain secrets secret. One of their uh, seamstresses, she has a little backstory where she's hiding something and she eventually becomes the muse of the collection and you'll figure out why. So you have to watch it for that. We also have for this family, the Sabines, during World War II, how did they stay afloat in Paris? Who were they cottoning up to? Uh Uh-oh. And there's a journalist on the prowl who thinks something's up. Now, he brings a photographer who ends up being a photographer for the Sabines, okay? Oh, boy. 
that's that's what's going on essentially now this is not always consistent that's the problem it has certain moments that are interesting overall it's spotty so if you are interested in what you heard check it out it's seven episodes which is kind of short for amazon and then you'll figure it out as you're watching whether you should keep going or not it's kind of salacious but not quite as much as it could be all right, The Missing on Stars is back in its second season, and have they found what they're looking for? <laughs> well, you know that this is an anthology series, so the second season is a new case. And The Missing, everybody, if you don't know, refers to missing children. Yeah. So there is a French detective who's supposed to be retired, by the way. We've got a French thing going on here. Paris, France. Yeah, there you go. Now, he is the only character returning from the first season. So his whole thing, and this is played by uh, Checky Cario. So he cannot let go of one case from his past that he could not solve. He couldn't find this girl. And he had a career spanning 30 years, and he's a brilliant detective. So what Mm. happens is... A missing child comes back, no longer a child, in Germany. And the question is, is she who she says she is? Now, she says that she was held captive with another girl who was this French detective's missing child, the one he couldn't find. So he has to go all over the globe, not just Paris, not just Germany, including Iraq. Whoa. To try to find out what's going on. It it involves... Not only the German police, but also the British military police that's stationed in Germany and the family of this girl who supposedly is coming back and saying something. Now, the family includes, of course, a mother and father and her younger brother, who has been harmed, of course, by all of this. So there's lots of things going on. There are lots of secrets that are unearthed. And this show is one of the best thrillers on TV. I will say that. It will keep you guessing. And the answers that you get make sense, but you won't always know. You won't always see it coming. So it is a hard watch, everybody, but it is definitely worth it. I say watch both seasons. The second season, to me, was even better than the first. Wow. Okay. So The Walking Dead is back. It's the second half of season seven. And AMC is pulling no punches. They are ready to give us some results. I have a feeling soon. Some people are going to be saying bye-bye. I just know it. Well, yes, of course. And let me look, we all know what's going on in The Walking Dead. We all know in season seven that Negan is here. Okay. So, and Negan, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, is the villain of villains. He's the worst villain they've ever had on the show. For me, and and then we'll move forward. For me watching this, until Negan is gone, I can't even comment. He blinds me to the show. I'm watching it, waiting for him to be dead. Okay, that's it. I think that it's almost derailed the story. (laughs) For me, for me watching it, I don't care about what's going on until somebody kills Negan. I might do it myself. And the only thing is, (laughs) they casted Jeffrey Dean Morgan, whom we all love. Which is very smart. Because otherwise, I probably would have stopped watching it. That's how much I hate that character. So there you go for the walk. Nice, nice, nice. Girls is back. But unfortunately, it is its final season. Or maybe fortunately, they want to go out with a bang on HBO. Are these girls actually going to find happiness, fulfillment, and all of the rainbows hidden in their hearts? We'll have to find out. Yeah, and what do you think? The title is Girls. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, in this season, we see, of course, at the beginning, the aftermath of the previous season. Who's with whom? Who's moving forward? Who might be back with somebody else after leaving their husband? Oh, boy. Okay. Are they leaving their husband or not? Uh, and, of course, Lena Dunham's character, Hannah, just can't get it together. Nothing goes right for her. In the first episode, which is really two episodes almost in length, she has mm-hmm. she's on assignment now as a reporter. She has to go to the surfing school that she doesn't want to be with. She meets up with our boy from the night of, okay? Oh, yay. And he's a surf instructor, and things start happening. And overall, we know the question, just as you asked, will any of them grow up? I doubt it. But I will say this. I think ending at this season is very smart for them. I think that the way it's going to conclude will be perfect. And I've enjoyed the whole arc of the show. Oh, well done. Now, moving on to another familiar show, but a new take, The Good Wife. Or excuse me, The Good Fight from (laughs) The Good Wife. It's a spinoff. But unfortunately, you're not going to be able to watch this on regular network TV Yet. And I'm going to say yet because I have a feeling if it takes off, it might do something. It's on CBS All Access, and you're going to have to pay to watch it. Wait a minute, but I have cable. I should be able. I have. Un- nope, nope, nope. You're going to have to pay for it. But it that, may be worth that $5. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, and that's right. And it did, the first episode did premiere on CBS. They did do that to tease all of us. And that's how the critics saw it. Now, let me tell you. If you like The Good Wife, you're going to want to see The Good Fight, okay? Ooh, The um, Good, Good, Good. Look, we don't have Alicia. We don't have her whole family. It's okay. It's not that we didn't need her. It's that they have so many great characters, they can do whatever they want with this show. Now, Christine Baranski is now the center of this playing Diane Lockhart. We all know her. We all love her. And after po- you know, post-slap, what's going on with her? Well, she's decided to retire, okay? from the firm, and we know David Lee and the rest are very happy about that. However, something devastating happens to her financially. She was involved in a Ponzi scheme without knowing it. Loses her money and is under suspicion as a result. So she has to leave her firm. She's forced out now because she doesn't want to leave after realizing that her money's gone. But they say, uh, David Lee's like, um, Diane, come on, you know, that the deal is done. So, but she, how can she find another firm? She's persona non grata now. Well, she does find a firm headed up by, and, and this is great, headed up by Delroy Lindo. <laughs> oh boy. And Erica Tazel, who, if you saw Justified, she was in that. And Cush Jumbo's character works for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So we know Diane is on the warpath, and that's the beginning. So if you want to see all of this, here's my suggestion. I believe that it ends in April. So when it ends, everybody, you can pay $5 or just get uh, some sort of promotion, binge it, and not pay again until it comes back. So you don't have to pay... Yeah, you don't have to pay month to month because they leave all episodes in uh, CBS All Access. There you go. Oh, Critic, you just gave away your secret sauce. (laughs) Moving on to Billions on Showtime. Yes, Billions is back for season two. And um, this is a cat and mouse game if you've ever seen one. So who gets caught? Who does get caught? Who slips away? Who knows? 
<laughs> yes. So the two leads here, Damian Lewis plays Bobby Axe Axelrod, who's the most vicious of hedge fund managers you could even think about. And Paul Giamatti plays Chuck Rhodes, who is the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, which is really the most powerful or one of the most powerful U.S. attorneys in the country. If you know recent news, our current one has made some news already with that. And actually, Paul Giamatti's character is based on him. Yeah, it is. It's not the same. Definitely not the same, but based on. So at the end of the previous season, of course, Chuck was going after Axe. Something happened that derailed it. And in this new season, it looks like the tides have turned. Axe is now in the driver's seat. Chuck is under investigation by his own attorney general who wants him out. Okay. Uh, wow. There's how art mirrors life. Yeah. Mirrors art. So he's being investigated by, you know, a no nonsense guy who's out to get him. Doesn't care about anything else about getting rid of him. However, this is Chuck Rhodes Jr. And he has devises a way to stop all of that nonsense from the attorney general for the moment. There's a case that he's found that the attorney general has to stop and let him proceed with. Otherwise, the administration will look like something's up. So everybody who's in charge of whom, who knows? I'll say for this show, it works best when they are not trying to be funny. Hmm. It works best when they are, just as you talked about, Ref, about that cat and mouse that's when the writing works best, and that's when the actors can do their best work. So there you go. There we are. Crashing on HBO is premiering with its first season, and we're not talking about airplanes. We're talking about <laughs> bad comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is from uh, comedian Pete Holmes, and he plays Pete. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and this was uh, executive produced at, by Judd Apatow, just so you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it comes from his production company, all of that. So what happens to Pete in the show is his wife cheats on him because she's tired of, of supporting him. He's a stand-up comedian who crashes and burns on stage. She's had it. Okay, now she ain't perfect either because that's not how you treat people. But anyway, now her boyfriend is like this hippy-dippy guy who sees Pete and is like, oh, I love you. I think you're great and all of this. And Pete is like, I hate you. <laughs> you know, oh. that kind of thing. But he is not, you know, he's not a macho guy, Pete. So, you know, it doesn't really land. He tries his best to come at this guy, but it doesn't work. Now, along the way, he meets real stand-up comedians playing themselves. He meets Artie Lang. He meets T.J. Miller. He's going to meet Sarah Silverman and more. And these people don't just dismiss him. They're like, man, you really crashed there. But they encourage him. They're like, no, you got to keep doing it. Keep writing. Get up on stage as much as you can. We'll let you stay at our apartments because <laughs> your wife <laughs> kicked you out. We'll help you when your wife is selling your furniture. <laughs> you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it really is an interesting take on this kind of genre because Pete is a guy who listens to Christian rock, everybody. It's like, look, I, hey, some of the stuff is good. He's that kind of guy. He's a good guy. So you root for him even as he's failing. So that's Crash. Did you know? Part one. Oh, critic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. I have, I have a did you know for you. Of course you do. <laughs> and since we're celebrating this whole Beauty and the Beast craziness, I feel like it's like Harry Potter all over again or something. It's just mm-hmm. pretty intense out there. I have a did you know for it. Okay. What famous Hollywood honk 
was originally offered the role of Beast, but unfortunately had to turn it down because he was too busy being in one of this year's Oscar-nominated Best Pictures. You know, I never know, but we'll find out after I have some time to think. All right. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. Okay. So, again, Hollywood Hunk could play Beast. Obviously, they're singing. It's not Ryan Gosling, is it? It is! <laughs> you know what? You know I have no comment on that. No comment. Uh, yes, it, that was the original uh, offer to play Beast, but unfortunately, now this is reported. Yeah. So, unfortunately, he was too busy dancing with Emma Stone, not Emma Watson. <laughs> there you go. Back to why watch that. National Treasure on Hulu. I believe it's a transport. Yes. Is premiering, <laughs> is premiering and you can take a look at that if you'd like. It's season one and the accent is not very good, but I have, <laughs> assume you will help clear that up <laughs> for I me. Sh- I sure will. Now, National Treasure. It's it's just a miniseries, actually. Uh, <laughs> and it's in four parts. Hulu has all four parts available right now. Uh, what it's about, it's about a beloved comedian in Great Britain who is accused, and everybody echoes of the real world, who is accused of rape. Oh, ouch. By multiple women. So the question is, did he do it or not? Now, he is—he has a wife who's tough as nails. By the way, the comedian's played by Robbie Coltrane, who, if you've seen the Harry Potter series, that's Hagrid, okay? Okay. okay? And his wife is played by Julie Walters. And he has a daughter played by Andrea Riseborough, who was recently seen in uh, that show on Netflix uh, with that family. I can't remember the title. Anyway, so... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, and that's and that's bloodline. By the way, that's bloodline. Okay, <laughs> that show with the family on Netflix. Okay, so she was in that, and she's playing almost a similar character as a woman who's troubled. She's had drug addiction problems, and she can't quite remember whether her father is guilty or not. It's like, what's going on with you? Oh, geez, um, wow. he, he also has a best friend who's his comedic uh, partner who actually gets more praise than him. So it's this whole thing of where he wants to uh, get the public behind him. He's good at that, but that can get in his way. And again, did he do it or not? And does he get off or not? And what ramifications does that have for his family? Let's not say get off. Um, Oh, sorry. History is on fire. <laughs> you can you can catch that first season if you'd like. Um, should we or should we not? Now, making history look, we've had so many shows, Ref, as you know, about time travel. Yeah, I'm just kind of over it, to be honest with you. I mean, we're not even talking about it, but time after time, I mean, stop. 
Like, look, Timeless is good and cute. We'll watch that. Uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, okay, that's cute and fun. We'll watch that. Time after time, it's enough, but making history is a comedy. Aha! So they make fun of the whole thing. By the way, it's created by uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who did 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, the movies, uh, the Lego movie, that kind of sensibility. So what happens is this guy, uh, his father has left him a time machine after his death, and the time machine is a duffel bag. So he has to zip himself up in the duffel bag. It takes him back to the revolutionary times. <laughs> he meets up with Paul Revere's daughter, who his, becomes his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> now, we don't know how many times he's done this at the beginning of this season. But we do know, at some point, this has changed history. Because he comes back to the present time after one of these trips and finds that uh, people in the United States are eating fish and chips and drinking tea instead of coffee from Starbucks? <laughs> like, what is going on? So he enlists the help of his historian buddy, who's black, and they oh, go boy. back to the oh. revolutionary time together to try to fix this. Now, they kind of play around with the race, but they quickly get away with it. And, you know, there's this whole moment where, you know, the black guy has to do the show me the money moment. Yeah. All of this stuff, <laughs> like to get these people because what's funny about it and we'll quickly wrap it up what's funny about it is the all of our heroes from history during the revolutionary time aren't interested in the revolution so they're like you guys just gotta rebel and they why it's great how it is they're like they're gonna take your guns and that gets them to, to want to rebel because we know americans love their guns it's like this whole thing oh, where they make fun God. of it yeah. so that's not the whole thing that's just the piece the first two episodes they take care of that arc which i appreciate it so we'll see what other parts of history they destroy and put back together as it moves forward so if you want a comedic take on this i think that you could do much worse than making history. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's end it with the much and highly anticipated new TV show, Feud, Bet and Joan on FX. Now, we say it's highly anticipated because this creator is no stranger to the dramatics. Yeah, and to the anthologies. Ryan Murphy, I mean, goodness, when do you sleep? Now, this is the feud between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yes. Love it. Betty Davis is played by Susan Sarandon. Joan Crawford is played by Jessica Lange. And this is about the time period surrounding when they made their only movie together, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if you haven't seen that movie, please watch it. It is hilarious. It's a horror movie that's just hilarious. Absolutely. And then you'll get what's going on even more in this show. So, we have Alfred Molina playing the director. Between oh my them. goodness. Yes, we have Judy Davis playing a gossip columnist. Oh my So I've only seen that the as of taping the first episode. And I'll tell you this. I want more of the title. That's my one thing. It's good, but I think there needs to be more feud. And I'm sure that's coming. In the first episode, I think that we got more layers to Joan Crawford than we did to Betty Davis. I think that Jessica Lang in the first episode really showed lots of colors to Joan Crawford, and we didn't really get as much from Susan Sarandon. So that's going to be my question moving forward. Will that balance out? Uh, as is, it's still good. Of course, we're still going to watch it. And of course, there are more feuds coming after this season. 
Okay. So TV is going full speed ahead. Yes, spring is sprung. Maybe it's snowing or very hot where you are. <laughs> but you always can snuggle up and watch some television. Why watch that insider? We have not done a talk in a while, the critic and I, but we have been talking <laughs> <laughs> about something very particular. It affects me, but it really affects the critic a lot more than me <laughs> because um, he's in the trenches. And of course, we're this, this whole episode is really about television, to say the least. And what we're discovering is that cable has a future. But the question is, what is the future? Now, what do I mean by cable? Oh, I mean paid cable, either basic or your premium channels or what have you. The landscape of television is, is or TV consumption, we'll say that, and television, it's changing. It's yeah. definitely changing, especially with, with these new companies. And we say new, and I mean in the last 15, 20 years, that's changed the game. Internet has changed everything. You can stream Netflix. Netflix is now putting out their own shows. You can stream on Hulu, on Amazon, free things like Crackle. They're putting out stuff. And premium channels, Stars, HBO, Showtime. All of those premium channels are now offering an app yeah. that you can have for free, but you have to have a subscription. No, no, no. You don't necessarily have to have a cable subscription. You could subscribe to them alone, yeah. which is really interesting. The newest player in the game, or the one that affects me the most, is PBS and CBS. Both of them have decided that their on-demand materials, as far as long-term, or, or binging a whole show, or binging maybe three or four episodes, um, you're three or four episodes away from being current, you're going to have to pay for that monthly. $5 of subscription to something, uh, donate some kind of financial uh, contribution to watch their shows. Yes, the very shows you have a right to as a cable uh, subscriber, the very shows you have a right to on demand sometimes, they're now making you pay for it. And to me, I think it's sort of a problem for cable. Uh, it depends. In my opinion, it depends. Uh, the thing is, these cable companies see the writing on the wall, and that's why, as you said, they're offering a la carte now. Even if you have Hulu or Amazon Prime, for instance, you can add those channels into your subscription. Mm -hmm. So they're working out how to do this, and the question is, where are we going to go? I would say, what is it going to look like next year? I mean, because we do have some uh, bundling coming to us now a, a la carte, I know, in the near future. I can't remember which company is doing that. It might be Google. So you can look out for that. And then the question is, which bundle do you want? Does it bundle all the channels you like? So it's going to be, I think, trickier for the consumer to really cobble together uh, the best package for them that gives them all of their shows for the least cost. So mm. that's going to be the question. Are you a Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix person, right? Do you want CBS All Access? If so, for how many months, right? I mean, you can even use discretion that way. Same thing with Hulu, same thing with Netflix. You don't have to do it month to month. Now, Amazon Prime is different. You do. It's for the year. Yeah. So it's all in how you strategize that. Uh, Crackle's free, so great. We'll just take their stuff <laughs> until it's not. <laughs> you know, until it's not. 
and then when it comes to PBS, you know, how do you manage that? I mean, now you are giving to public broadcasting if you're giving them money. So I guess there's another dimension to it. Also, what we haven't mentioned is you still have DVR access. So if you have cable, do you want a DVR so that maybe you don't need the app and on demand? So it's all in how you structure it. I'll tell you as someone who consumes way too much television. Oh, boy. I have something of everything. <laughs> I have a cable package. I have DVR. I have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. But when it comes to CBS All Access, they will get my money in short spurts. When it comes <laughs> when it comes to PBS, they can forget it. That's called get get into the. It's app. called wait until Amazon Prime puts it. <laughs> or 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 what you do because they give you a certain amount of time to have it free, like a, a week or two after the episode's aired. You can watch it then through their app for free, or again DVR it. So the question is, how much are you going to watch? And then you can start investigating what's the cheapest way to get to it. And if you're willing to wait, that's even better. That's really how you'll save your money. Well, here's the here's the real question at hand because I think you're an exception. We did the math. You're paying. Um, you're possibly paying ninety dollars for your cable and 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 premium subscriptions. Plus, in addition to that, you're paying for Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Yeah. And then obviously, a la carte the whole CBS experience to your liking. So you're coming out. A nice chunk of change. Yes. For the for the regular consumer, and the reason why this conversation came up in the first place is because of my mom, <laughs> who hey, mom. is she loves loves television and she watches it, but she is not the intense kind of watcher that you are. Mm-hmm. Her nieces and nephews, however, are different. They will not sit themselves down on a Thursday night and watch a specific show. They're more or less on the go watching their stuff. So here's the thing. I think a lot of times most watchers nowadays, the way we've been trained, we love to watch our shows. We're not married to networks and networks are making us pay for it except for Netflix, except for Amazon except for Hulu. Now, that excludes their own shows. Obviously, you're not going to find a Netflix original show on Amazon, and you're probably not going to find an original Hulu show on Netflix or Prime. So the question is, because we're more driven towards shows rather than entities, what is the purpose of cable at that point? If you want to get rid of cable, say, I know heresy, heresy, and get an antenna. Yeah. And pay for Netflix, pay for Amazon Prime, because you're going to do that anyway for shipping. And then do Hulu, you're going to come out way less than $90. Even if you tackle on um, an HBO Go or Showtime. I don't know what Showtime is called. Showtime, whatever. Um, it's just Showtime. Yeah, just Showtime. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to pay for Epics, let's say you want a little more movie uh, variety, you can do all of that for under $90. The question is... You know, all the live events you won't have, but do you really care, millennials? Do you really care about that when you can go on YouTube and probably watch it? So I do have a concern about cable. I'm not for sure what its future is. I think they'll repackage themselves, like you're saying, but as a consumer now, you're right. You have to be way more savvy to save a little in the pocket. Yeah, and the other thing, just to end it, is 
they're still providing content. Let's not forget. So you can't get rid of cable. You get rid of them. You get rid of all those shows. So if they die, the shows die with them. And a part of why we're getting so many offerings is that now everybody's a content provider. So I don't think that cable's going away. But as we're saying, they are going to morph because that's what these companies do. So it's not about them dying. It's about them transmogrifying themselves, as Joe Clark would say, into oh something special. <laughs> I knew you would have to work and lean on me into this conversation. <laughs> well, the, here's here's our final thought. Go out there and do your research. This is our knowledge and wisdom passing it on to you. There are ways to finagle not having to pay for a lot to watch your favorite shows. You're just going to have to do a little research. And a little bit of waiting. Mm. And now, the pick of the week. Oh, listeners, my good listeners, guess what? It is the critic finally starting a pick of the week for the ref. Oh, my goodness. Finally. Now, I'll tell you, at the end of this pick of the week, everybody, we have something special for you. Uh Uh-oh. From the wonderful, beautiful heart of the ref and from the supposedly black heart of the critic. Oh, Mm -hmm. supposedly now. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our pick of the week is Fences. Yes, the Academy Award nominated and winning Fences, the movie from last year. It won at the Oscars this year for Viola Davis. It is directed and stars Denzel Washington. It Mm. was adapted by August Wilson, the great. Okay, from his play. And of course, co-starring Viola Davis and Russell Hornsby and Michael T. Williamson and Stephen Henderson, and more and more and more. Great stuff. Tell us what's going on about this quickly because we have to get into something special, Ref. Absolutely. Now, if you want to listen to our full review of Fences, you can check that out on our website. But basically, you heard us talk about it. This is about Troy Maxson. It takes place in the 1950s in Pittsburgh. And he is an ex-Negro League baseball player who has some dreams that did not quite fulfill. Yeah. And he's now a garbage man and dealing with family members who are sick mentally. He feels very much unfulfilled. So we watch how he maneuvers through his world as we watch his wife, Viola Davis, sort of mask or try to make him happy again or make it feel like life is worth living. The question is, is she successful or Mm. not? Yeah. That's the real question. And also the bigger question is, how important is family, right? When Mm -hmm. your dreams don't always come true, is family going to be there for you? You'll find out in this amazingly acted Fences. Now, here's our special treat. Why watch that has partnered with Paramount and Paramount has agreed to give away three. Yes, we're giving away three Blu-ray DVDs of Fences. What? For free? Yes. Absolutely. Now, it comes out today. If you enter in, you'll have a chance to be one of three. Yes, one of three winners to go ahead and take home Fences. And the thing about it is you're going to take home more than just a movie. You're going to get all things behind the screen, in front of the screen, how they played these roles, what August Wilson's hometown was like, all of that stuff. And the question, though, I have, even though I can't enter, is how <laughs> how do we sign up for this giveaway? Where do we need to go? It's quite simple. All you need to do, listeners, is go to www.whywatchthat.com and there you can click on the link and get cracked 
second in being in one of the three winners for Fences. The question is, when are you going to do it? And what are you waiting for? Yeah, you better get on it soon because it might be going to somebody else. So don't you wait, everybody. Again, Fences is our pick of the week. Again, we're giving away three, one, two, three Blu-ray copies to you, our lovely listeners. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.